0: On this episode of Mistake by the Take, Jake and I answer your questions that you guys asked us on our first ever Q&A episode right here on Mistake by the Take. One, two, three, four. Episode 10 of Mistake by the Take. It's me, Dylan Farvich. I'm hosting today alongside uh, my boy Jake Volnick. Jake, how you doing, my man?
1: Doing pretty good. I mean, I'm absolutely exhausted. Dude, but, we are
0: uh, we are not looking good today. We are struggling. Our <laughs> we said come in at two, and you know usually probably prep time. I'd say probably thirty minutes, right?
1: Yeah, but by the time we get here, set everything up, and just run through it with each other, what we want to do, thirty or so minutes is yeah. usually
0: normal. So two o'clock was get here time uh first take <laughs> three forty seven so that just kind of goes to show you that we're we're slacking a little bit, but it helps today that we have a pretty laid back episode um you know since it's it's tenth, tenth episode, you know you usually do something sort of fun um we wanted to start to interact a little bit more with our fans um and so we're doing the q and a today. Um, you guys did an awesome job with blowing up our comments, uh, on the questions on Instagram. I think we posted it three times. We got plenty of them. Um, unfortunately there was a couple that we couldn't do obviously just because we, we had a decent amount. Um, and then also too, there was, (laughs) I figured out the, the little problem here. So when we posted it on Wednesday, we didn't we covered a lot of the stuff on Friday with some of the questions were going to be which i mean there were great questions but if you do already kind of go ahead and listen to episode 9 um we talked a lot of guardians there you know usually usually Fridays are those days that we talk guardians especially during the summer right, but, once
1: once a week at least right,
0: right? It, at this point yeah it depends it's kinda, the day but yeah it's it's the dead period right now in in sports most likely i mean at least for Cleveland. At least for Cleveland. Um, but yeah, no, so um, pretty pretty happy, pretty excited for this. Um, but before we do get into it, um, we'll do a little DeAndre Hopkins update. Um, if you don't follow Jake and I on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing. Um, my at is at D.Y. Felt and Jake You're like Volnick2 or something? Yep, at Volnick2, V-U-L-I-N-E-C. Yeah, I can't spell your name. Um, Most people can't. (laughs) So, I mean, dude, Faldovic, I mean, same thing. But um, we have been just taking shots after shots at each other with this DeAndre Hopkins stuff going on. Um, So if you guys saw earlier last— actually, no, it wasn't earlier last week. It was late last week. There was a lot of shifting in the betting lines Towards the Browns getting DeAndre Hopkins, and we are—we've said this many times. Uh, betting odds usually reflect what's going to probably happen, just because Vegas doesn't want to lose money. So it's a good indicator. And Jake and I were going back and forth about that one.
1: Yeah, I mean the Browns at one point, like you said, late last week, down to minus one fifty. They were minus. I mean, we're yeah. talking like favorites, like right, downright favorites in. A betting pool that you don't expect there to be favorites, right? Like you would expect everyone to be at plus odds there. Like the Browns were far and away at that point the most likely people to end up with DeAndre Hopkins.
0: And the thing is, like, we still don't know like any hints or anything that have been kind of indicating where he's going to go, and it, it's it's been kind of murky still. But then he did post something on his uh, Instagram story, and it was a uh, like three dog emojis. I, I actually I think. think that was edited. That was edited. I, I think so. It, was it, like, it blew up.
1: Yeah, it it did, and I instantly I'm like, okay, I gotta check this out. Right. This actually happened, and he did post like that exact same thing, but I think it was three different emojis. Huh. It was like the fire emoji or something. Like, it was no indication towards anything. Okay.
0: Yeah. So but I know what you're talking about because yeah. it got me for a second, and I was yeah. like, I saw it as I mean, soon it, as it came out. I was like, I have to check. It, it. it was like everyone was tweeting about that one. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't know. I still am riding with my answer of the Patriots right now. Dude, it's not happening. I mean, I, I just don't. They will also, too, we will say this the Browns' odds have shifted as well. You said you came in today and you said, what were they at?
1: Yeah, I checked them this morning again, recording this on Tuesday the 6th. Uh, they were all the way back at plus 2,000.
0: Yeah, so obviously I, something must have kind of gotten leaked to some important people but I I don't know I just usually you don't see that dramatic of a fall unless something you know is going to happen
1: and I can't remember who it was exactly I posted it I apologize but basically it came out that DeAndre Hopkins would still consider coming back with Deshaun Watson but the Browns were not considered at this point to be major contenders
0: I think, yeah, it was a, an ESPN article, I believe, that said that. Um, yeah, I just
1: can't remember who wrote it, and the tweet was there, too. I just can't yeah. remember off the top of my head.
0: I just, I think I think it was part of our little uh, back-and-forth banter there, because that was literally our text all of last week, was just taking shots at each other. About, yeah, text
1: and Twitter. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> Right in front of the public's eyes. Well. Right.
0: Well, and then AJ McCarron came up, too, remembering <laughs> Yeah. We won't go into that part. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I don't know, it's... I think a lot of it is going to come down to the money and I mean if you look at it the top teams that everyone thinks that's going to happen I mean the Bills they don't have the cap for that the Chiefs don't the Browns do I will say that the Browns do have the cap in order to make it happen um but I just I don't know I don't see the interest level with us right now and that's a huge problem for it and again, I, I'm not saying that I don't want it to happen because if it does happen, great. But at the same time, I'm more of, like, if it doesn't, I, I feel like we're going to be okay in that aspect.
1: We'll be fine. It's not going to be anything where it's like, oh, you know, this needs to happen. We were talking no. about this. It's not that kind of – it's just not. Like, no. The Browns will live without him. I agree. DeHop's fine. Elijah Moore's fine. Of course, you have Marty Cooper. Like. Mm-hmm. It's an okay wide receiver room. You can make do with it. Right.
0: And I think um, if if this is going to work out, I think you're betting on Elijah Moore becoming your two. I think he will eventually. But I don't know. I'm still – and I'm still pissed off about Brown's Twitter just valuing. I'm I'm going to go on a quick tangent before we hop into all the questions and stuff, but I, I don't – this Donovan Peoples Jones hype needs to chill out. I mean, the stuff that I, okay. So everyone's saying like, all right, DeAndre Hopkins, we might get him and stuff. They instantly go to okay, Donovan Peoples Jones will probably be traded then. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. That I no team right now is shopping for a wide receiver 3. Like I mean, they already have their rosters basically filled up. They're trying to cut down guys. The only time, the only thing that you're going to see probably as trade wise is going to be a superstar or something like that. And I just I, the fact that everyone's like, oh, you know, he'll get traded and stuff. Then if we get DeAndre Hopkins, like, no, like, no, there is going to be no teams that are interested in trading for a guy that like is a three. In my opinion, I just don't think it. I, I, I think. If we did get DeAndre Hopkins, the time that he would potentially be traded at would most likely be, I'd say, probably the trade deadline and to a team that is contending and doesn't have a wide, lot of wide receiver depth because of injuries. And even then, like you're, the value that you're going to get isn't that high. I think maybe... I would probably say early day three pick.
1: Yeah. I, because
0: he's in his contract year, in his final year of his contract. I just don't I don't see it. I Again, I'm not saying that he's like a bad wide receiver by all means, but I, I think he's a good, he, he's one of the best wide receiver threes in the league. But the thing is like Cleveland fans put him on such a big pedestal that he just can't really like live up to. And he's like, People forget that, like, he was a six-round pick. It's not like, you know, he was, like, this guy, day one, day two pick. Like, no, he was six-round. So, yeah. I don't know. I just – I had to go on that spew because I was, like, thinking about that the other day. and I was just frustrated by that one. You just love the, the slander. It's not even slander. It's just, like, truth. It's truth. Like, I don't – and I'm not, like, trying to sound like I'm – like, I know it all or anything like that. But it's just, like, I we put this guy on such a pedestal that, like, I just don't see it. No, I'm I mean, sorry.
1: I, no, I, I understand where you're coming from with it. They, he is on a high pedestal, and, like, I, I think he's really good. I know I'm higher on him than you are overall. Yeah. But but you're not so, like— Yeah, like, I'm not blindsided wearing the Browns-colored glasses. Like right. It's—he's, as you said— Probably one of the best wide receiver threes in the league. Yeah. But when you transition him, you know, if you're considering him a wide receiver two,
0: it's it's probably not the future. It gets sketchy. It yeah, gets unless... sketchy in that aspect. And that if, if, all right, I'll say this. If the Browns truthfully thought that he was going to be a wide receiver two moving forward, they wouldn't have traded for Elijah Moore. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They would have probably went out and got, I think they probably would have went, Harder for McCole Harmon, yeah, because in that aspect he's more of a three, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones steps into that position there. So I don't know. I just think that it's it. it that's one of the things where I just get really frustrated. I see people always, always on Twitter about that, and it was it was frustrating. Yeah, you know? I
1: mean, with with you know, including myself in it and in the nicest way possible, Cleveland Sports Twitter is a literal cesspool. Oh, it is. It it totally is. It is so bad, man. Like, it's – you just – they think they're going to get everybody. Mm -hmm. They think they can get everybody. They think money doesn't matter. Like, there's just things where sports fans in general, and because Cleveland's so passionate that they just go rampant sometimes and they really lock in on stuff. And it's just – it's not going to happen. Like, sometimes you just got to, like, put the fire out on the hype. Or even, like, the opposite way, like – you know they get so gung ho about guys not being the answer either where it's like calm down give it some time right when
0: you like in that aspect too like you rush guys out too soon and like you say like okay no 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 they they ain't the answer get him out of here and it's just like no he's been in the league for one or two years and you know you would think that they would have done that with Donovan Peoples Jones but they did the complete opposite and it's just like I was I just I just get frustrated in the sense of like I, I don't understand many of their philosophies with it but either way um the the odds are shifting a lot did you pull them up by any chance
1: I was trying to find them I can't find them either they're they're so hard to find the last one I saw had Browns closer to the top and I know things are moving around so
0: I think the Chiefs are um close and I think Chiefs and Bills are kind of still in the mix um the Patriots up in there too But
1: I know Cowboys are another team that are kind of high up there
0: as well. But Jerry Jones did come out and say, "No, yeah, no, probably not going to happen." Which I mean, at this point, I I think that wide receiving core is fine because they they got uh, Seedy, Brandon Gallup, and Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Michael Gallup is coming back from his injury, so I don't I don't think they need that. But either way, I just I don't know. We'll see. Jake's going to owe me a public apology, though. No, I'm not, dude. He's not going to the Patriots. Okay. okay well, hypothetically, though, hypothetically, if he does go to the Patriots,
1: you will get a public apology. I will get a public You will get a public apology you heard on it right Twitter here and on this right podcast. Right
0: now, I'm going to purposely screen record this part of the episode and put it on Twitter and say, listen, Jake said he will give me a public apology if DeAndre Hopkins becomes a. New England Patriot.
1: You will get a full apology out of me, not only on Twitter but on this podcast, because there's no shot he's going to the Patriots. It's not happening.
0: That's cute. I can't wait to make that a clip too, and then because we're we've been talking about potentially adding like sound effects and stuff like that to it. Um, we need we need to get, we need to get going on that one. I yeah, was yeah, thinking yeah. about it today in the car ride, and that would be a good one to save. But, uh, yeah. So let's just we're I think any other. Thoughts on the DeAndre Hopkins stuff? Nah. I don't I, think, I think so. I
1: think that's, you know, he's not here. It's,
0: he's not here. That's only so thing. much. Yeah. And, so um, that's,
1: and I, I feel like a lot of people are exhausted with this.
0: Like It's getting exhausting.
1: Like, if you listen to any local Cleveland media or you're on Twitter, like, DeAndre Hopkins is just the sole talk of the town right now. And rightfully so, because it would be a huge move. But, like, come on. I mean, how long? Like, you can only listen to about a guy who's not even here for you Know so much
0: time, it's the thing, it's the dead period in the NFL, so it get, it does get really boring. Um, but I mean, overall, like just go to baseball at that point, you know. But baseball
1: it just doesn't grab
0: the attention of people,
1: and no, it it's doesn't. my it attention, doesn't. yeah. It, it just
0: it does with me, too. I mean, I've played it right. all my life, but I'm
1: all for it. I mean, that's what I focus on probably more than anything, but right. it's just like, I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, general media it's a football town right
0: No, right. Oh, i completely agreed brings in the money um so after that little tangent that we just went on um let's get into the to your guys's questions um again thank you to everyone who submitted um we'll probably do this again too oh uh, for
1: sure We'll we'll definitely have these episodes in the future right most just... frequently yeah yeah sporadically spaced out it you know probably no schedule on like every this many episodes it'll just be like
0: no 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 it's more of just kind of like we it worked out perfectly being the 10th episode i don't even think we really planned it to be like that i did not i think it was more of just like i was talking to a bunch of people that listen to our podcast and they always like have questions and stuff um I know people have talked about maybe potentially doing like the call-in feature and like yeah. do that kind of stuff. So we we've we've been kicking around that too, but at least for now, I mean, and we have the capability of doing a call-in episode, we will say that. But at least right now we wanted to get to kind of field your questions. Um but yeah, so we'll hop right into it. There's three sections that we kind of wanted to go into. Is it three or four? I think it's I mean, technically four, but the first yeah, one. Yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's three. Three. We'll call it three and a half. So <laughs> we did. We did have some fun with each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, we did. Uh, With the questions, um, and, and <laughs> I'll just get right into it. You know, um, question one came in from the man himself, Jake Volnick, and. Um, <laughs> He, he did, it was the first question submitted to, and I was like, I was really excited to see all your guys' answers and stuff, and I kept, like, swiping and looking at them and stuff, and of course, the first one that I see is just from Jake saying, does Dylan love me? I need to know. And no. It's no. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I,
1: I Mid-podcast episode walk out. I'm out of yeah, here, Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> but yeah. This so, is crazy. Yeah. They're... <laughs> I mean, literally. I, I thought know,
1: it was. I thought it was a really good question. I thought it needed to be answered.
0: I had. I had one too for you. I think. I don't know where it went. It. I didn't see it. I. Didn't I, see it I commented something neat too, but like it was like it was kind of bad, so I. I won't say it. But um, yeah. No. I mean, it was that section was literally titled "Flame Jake Question," so yeah. No. Um, the answer is no to that one. So. Sorry, 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 Jake.
1: You guys can't see, but the tears are running down my face. Yeah,
0: yeah, they, they, they are. They're, yeah,
1: <laughs> they're they're streaming. I'm I'm holding it together with my voice right now, but inside and
0: just outside physically, I'm crushed. So, anyways, we're gonna move on. Um, these, this next section, the the first true section. Um, this is kind of just Cleveland sports questions that you guys had. Um, there was a decent amount of those. We had a decent amount of just, um, regular sports questions as well, too. But the first one that we wanted to talk to talk about, um, and it's kind of most frequent, um, what's going on and stuff. Uh, it is from Dylan Snyder, my good friend. He asked how soon until Gavin Williams is the guardians ace. You want to take it over first?
1: Yeah, I'll take it, I guess. Um, So I think there's a lot of revolving parts to this question where there's not going to be a definitive answer. I mean, we're going to give our estimates what we kind of think. We're not just Mm -hmm. going to blow the question away, but there's a lot of moving stuff into here. And I think the main thing to consider is Tristan McKenzie. Yes, that
0: is the big factor in all of this, I believe.
1: Yeah, like I think Bieber, again, gone probably sooner than later. That was um, another
0: question that you guys had, also to little, um, yeah. As we, I said it earlier about how, you know, the the it kind of like ro- rolled over into Friday. But yeah, we both agree that um, Bieber will probably get traded.
1: Yeah, Bieber's he, he's probably gone at some point. I yeah. mean, that's that's the news right now coming out as yeah. well in the national media, local media,
0: most likely this year too.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, I know another one, Odd Man Out. We kind of answered that as well. Quantrill yeah. at the moment,
0: and and it kind of panned out to the point where. He, I mean, he did get hurt, too, so that was the other thing. We'll probably touch on that a little bit more on Friday's episode since yeah. that's basically the big news coming out of the Guardians right now. So, But, yeah, go go ahead on your uh, the rest of it.
1: Yeah, so McKenzie's going to be a guy who – a lot of these guys, again, so young that it's yeah. really hard to just say. Like McKenzie's been really good. He comes back on Sunday. I know we'll talk about this, again, later this week, but th- – a he looked stellar good. outing. He didn't he give up a run. He looked really good. Yeah. I, it was,
0: I didn't expect that from him.
1: No, and again, we talked about it last week. He hadn't gone more than three innings when he was down in Columbus. With we his didn't even think starts. he was
0: going to go and pitch on Sunday. No, and then I, I texted you, I was like, oh my gosh, he actually is going.
1: Yeah, I thought they were going to delay him for one more start, and they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, he went five innings, gave up one hit, and struck out ten. And Coming we, off of the injury, too. That's. It's just crazy to think about that. Yeah, and it was... I mean he was arguably the ace statistically last year. Oh yeah. Like obviously by name it's Bieber, but Mackenzie was
0: Especially arguably better. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: and the guy is literally twenty five years old. By the end of the season, he'll be twenty six. Yeah. Like you got years in you. hmm You're you're not done by any means. He basically just got here. hmm So it's really hard to say when Gavin Williams is gonna step up. And I do think at some point he makes that jump. Like he's pitching out of his mind. Yeah, minors. Oh right now. dude,
0: it's insane.
1: But it's so hard to tell. Like, right now, McKenzie's your ace, and he's not going anywhere. And then you also throw in guys like Bybee and Allen, who are having incredible years, and you don't know what they're going to turn into.
0: Right. I kind of did a map out of what I think will potentially happen. Obviously, it kind of—I mean, with the way that we operate, I don't even know. Like, we just— you can have a random pitcher come out of nowhere like Logan T. Allen, Tanner Bybee. They just came out and they balled out, and it really kind of hampers this whole process because you don't know like, if there'll be a guy that explodes onto the scene. And you know, so I, I, I don't know, it, it, it does throw a little curveball into the loop, no pun intended. But I think for a definitive answer. I would say probably three years. I and here's because I did map it out. So this is based around the idea that he gets called up next year. I think that probably that most likely is going to happen. So I,
1: I would be absolutely stunned if he doesn't. If make he it doesn't
0: up. get called up next year, I'm going to be really upset. Because, yeah, I will be too. I mean that that is that's complete bullshit right there.
1: You can only you know dominate AAA for so long before it's like all right.
0: Like you need to get up here.
1: Let's do it. Case in point, Ellie De La Cruz this year with the Reds, who actually at the time of recording this got called up this morning. Yeah, he just
0: did. I saw that.
1: Like, you can only be so. The dude's been hitting 300 for three straight years in the minors. Like, right.
0: You just can't keep having. He's got to come up at some point. Yeah. Like Williams, same way. He's just right. dominating. So, I think he comes up next year. Um, but the thing is, he's going to need a little bit of time to develop, though. That it, like, people don't understand, like. He's it, like he's not going to be able to just explode and pitch how he was in the minors. There's like a slight chance that he could, but most likely, like that's not how Major League Baseball happens.
1: And even if he's good or like great, being great and being the ace are two different things. It like, is when I think ace, I think bona
0: fide number one. Right, and it's it's a guy that you can you go out there consistently giving it like just. Good performance after good performance type beat, I guess. So, I, I don't know. He'll most likely start out the year next year then in like the back end of the rotation. It, it, it all depends probably on Bybee and Logan T. Allen and how those guys kind of adjust. But most likely then, at that point, I think he finishes in the top three of the rotation next year.
1: Yeah, I, I would probably say he's...
0: No. That's what my guess. Because if we do make a playoff run next year, I think he's one of the three guys that pitches for us. And he will go game two, game three, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I could see it.
0: But I think in his second year, I think he probably starts out in that same type of role where it's either you know the two or the three. But the thing is, at the end of his second year in the majors, uh, McKenzie will be twenty eight that's where I get a little bit of sketchy because don't get me wrong. I think that he could still be a good pitcher, but the thing is like he, he's very, very skinny and I don't know how much he can really hold up by then because it is a wear and tear. And if you are not physically shaped for that, it could have a potential effect on it. And I think, most likely is when end of year 2 you'll kind of be like all right well depends on how mckenzie does you know if he if he's still out there playing like he is right now then i mean maybe not till year 3 and i think by the end of his third year he'll probably be what like 25
1: he's 23
0: now so he'd be 26 I think 26 I think probably at that point he's he's stepping into that ace role, in my opinion. It, it's going to take a while just because we have a lot of depth right now, and he's got to have to climb up the ranks. And yeah. the depth is pitching well.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with your timeline for the most part. I think maybe an extra year. It just, it's such a what if right like that's literally the game yeah. we're, we're playing a what if game that,
0: right that's what you it are. is it's a great question though i mean yeah. like it, it's because every if you follow the guardians and if you've listened to us we've talked so highly about this kid and we're pretty excited about him too because he's i mean he can chuck i got
1: to watch him chuck i'm excited don't yeah. get me wrong
0: so i i, I completely understand that it, it yeah i don't know yeah. I just think it's it's well in that too, then you have to consider his age. Yeah. Because what? I mean, twenty, twenty six, twenty seven,
1: yeah. like I I mean in my eyes that's like prime years though. Like yeah, for for I a, agree. a baseball player that gets called up not until you're now, like twenty three, twenty four, some even later. I mean that's just you know, that's where you really get into things. It's right. like that twenty five to twenty seven range and that's kind of where you start your best and I don't know. The only thing is, it depends on how McKenzie does. I'm really high on Tristan McKenzie, as always, Me as too. I think he yeah. should be. And I don't see him going away anytime soon. So I just think it's it's that battle with him. And I think you're looking at three to four years, but I also wouldn't be surprised if in two years, he's the best pitcher on the roster. It could
0: be, and that's the thing too, it could be two years, because guess what? What if, you know, rookie, here, rookie year, he does ball out, and then we're in the same scenario that we are right now, where we could just move off of McKenzie like and because we have so much depth on in our pitching rotation that we just don't even like need it yeah, I mean it's
1: possible as soon it's as the guy possible. starts getting yeah. older and you see him start to dip
0: and he's yeah you I can I, get the
1: most out of his trade value I mean it's it's something that the guards I think have done really well
0: yeah So I'm not really worried about, you know, uh, figuring out the McKenzie situation in in the future. But, yeah, I I think the the general consensus between both of our answers is that it it all depends on how McKenzie does for the rest of his time in a Guardians uniform. And, yeah, I mean, I I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. You know, again, Guardians do a great job at trading guys with the value. Did you see Lindor was on the pack of uh, the New York uh, Post? Was it New York Post? I, I think. didn't see. Yeah. And he was just, they're just having a feast on him in the New York media because it's bad there. But, anyways, yeah, I think overall, just we'll see how McKenzie does.
1: Yeah. And, like you said, I mean, we're still in the consensus of probably two to four years. Right. Like, so. I think no matter what, you're sitting around that range. And if all things go well for Gavin Williams, as in this scenario, we're going to expect it to, right. I think that's where
0: you're at. Mm hmm.
1: And again, great question coming out from Dylan Snyder that was, yeah. uh,
0: it's a fun one. Right. Well, and here we go. We got his brother coming in with the next question, Jake. Uh, w- how crazy is that by the way? What? The Snyder brothers are Dylan and Jake. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that?
1: Mm, I mean, I do, well, I, uh, but now we're Dylan and yeah. Jake. Dude, I didn't even think of that. One. <laughs> so the Snyder brothers. I mean, shout out you guys, but Dylan and Jake, the Snyder brothers, great listeners, good friends of yours. And, uh. You just pair them up, and they're also us. What the? I, hey, I
0: mean, I didn't even think of that, That's a,
1: We're like, good question. People listening are probably like, yeah, sure, the Snyders, guys. Quit making up your no, own questions. You couldn't no, <laughs> even think that of a fake is, alias.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Dylan, Dylan's like one of my best friends, like, ever. And, I mean, yeah, Jake's his older brother. I swear we didn't make this up. You can look up or Jake on Instagram to verify it but yeah I didn't even realize that it was they, just a
1: it was a funny little I just they, looked I was like that's actually kind of funny yeah like,
0: well they're both avid listeners too like they always text me about it saying like hey you know keep up the good work and questions and stuff but yeah no so anyways Jake says what do you think the guards should do about the position battle in right field. And I feel like honestly, we really haven't touched on this too much.
1: No, this has been I mean, we've like
0: We've, sprinkled we've glazed in, over it but, a little bit, but we really haven't gone in depth on it, which is kind of shocking.
1: Yeah, because it's I mean, in, like you said, we've glazed over it. It's probably the one position right now where you're like, I we need, yeah. Like, what is going on? Right. You know, like, it is a carousel. It is. And, I mean, I'm trying to think of the guys that are there right now. You're thinking Will Brennan,
0: you got Will Brennan. Uh, Gabriel Arias. Uh, Naylor, technically. And I think Quan is technically the—because I looked, I was looking at the depth chart, that's why. And I think Quan is your— Like, emergency fourth, right yeah, fielder, basically. Something if, like, you know, the world is falling apart type thing.
1: Right. I, I mean, I don't think move Quan to right is the answer. No, no. So it's we'll it's just, definitely not the answer. There. We'll throw that one out. Uh, Naylor, he still scares me with the leg. I also think he's your. You got to keep I him mean, at first. Yeah, he's he is your primary first baseman. Right. I
0: mean, if you if you want to put Bell at first, I get it. But like,
1: like a day every once in a while, Naylor out right. and right is okay. But
0: I'd rather just have Bell DHing in I that agree. scenario. Yeah, uh, or, or Naylor for that case DHing and then Bell going to first. I think that's more of just the rotation that it should be.
1: But it, it comes down to all these guys are so different, right? Like, I'm a big fan of Arias and Brennan. But also, there comes a point where when you're not doing it with the bat, something's got to happen, man. Like, both these guys are basically sitting under 200 in their average. Like, and I know average isn't everything, but I mean, when you talk sports and you talk baseball, we're not diving deep into analytics, right? Like, that's not what people listen to. That's not right. what they look at when they talk about it. You look at the basic stats. Arius right now hitting 214. Yeah. Brennan. He's picked it up.
0: he's picked it up. He's
1: hitting two fifty four like, but my thing comes down to okay, Arius not good with the bat, but Cannon of an arm, right doesn't always look the cleanest out and right. He's you know traditionally a middle infielder, so sometimes on fly ball starts to scare, right. me. but you get the strong arm out of him. Brennan looks comfortable and right, yeah, I, still a pretty good arm, I would say yeah no, he still I, I, has a good arm. A uh, little better with the bat, but still, you know, it's a little Different up take. and down. Right. Yeah. And he's a young guy. He's only 25. I'm not. Yeah,
0: that's the other thing, too. He's he's pretty young. Both of them are. I mean, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Arias,
1: Arias. Arias is also way down there. He's only 23.
0: Yeah. So. But like I said, more of a middle infield
1: prospect. Right. And then your third option, which isn't currently sitting at the majors because, again, we agreed. Wow. No Naylor. This one. Oscar Gonzalez goes down to Triple A. He's been killing it, and he's easily, without a doubt, your best option with the bat. Like, there's no way around it. Like, he's been playing pretty well, and he mashes the ball. And the fact that this team, given as of late, they have been better. They've been scoring more runs. But, I mean, you you just got to look, man. Like, at some point, he has to be considered in the conversation. He started the year with the club, expected to be the everyday right fielder and right now he's just not. Yeah. So you have to at least consider him.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I think in his time it was 192. That's what he that's currently what he sits at in the majors when he He, he struggled he when
1: he was up. up. I'm not going against you on that. I 73 fully agree.
0: ABs, only 14 hits, a home run, 5 RBIs. Not not a good stat line whatsoever. Truthfully, I'm going to go kind of a different direction. I say, for now, you stick with Brennan and right field.
1: That's where I'm at as well. I'm with you. I think that's the decision.
0: I think, overall, you're going to have to go with Brennan kind of for a little bit here and wait it out because you knew that going into the season, there were going to be some kinks with them. Like, it wasn't going to be all crystal clear. You know, he's batting... Three fifty or anything like that. Like no, it's it. It was going to take some time to kind of get a full adjustment to it. And I think that overall, like I mean, I I guess I'm banking on the the fact that like in his last fifteen, I mean, he's batting like three forty nine, five RBIs, two home runs. He has a couple strikeouts, but I mean, I don't know. I think you're. This is it's just a tough scenario where it's like you're young at that spot right now and you're just going to have to eat up the fact that I mean there's nothing else you can really do you know I mean the only other thing that I would say that I think is a curveball in all this so I think if Brennan starts to like fall off a cliff and like he's like looking more of like like 190s kind of Oscar, Gunga- Oscar Gonzalez range I'm there we go. We got it. I think then you probably put Ari's back in there into the mix and you try it out. But I mean if they both continue to be bad, that's one of the things where it's just you're going to have to come to the decision of, all right, where do they stand towards like the trade deadline? Are they going to be a buyer or a seller? And the thing is like if you if you're a buyer, then yeah, you're going to have to go on and do that. If you're contending, you go and shop for a guy. But the only thing is like I don't know if there's any really true options for that either.
1: Yeah, okay, so I think right now you stick with Brennan. I, I'm I think with yes. You. Yeah. I think that's the immediate option.
0: Short-term Brennan. We both agree on that one. But
1: there's there's a bigger issue here. You can toss out Oscar Gonzalez if you don't, you know, if that's not your style. He's only hitting 250 in the minors right now with AAA. Only has 3 home runs. It's it's a give-take scenario, okay? And I like Brennan. Again, young guy, 25, playing well. Something, like, you can't just throw Arias out of the mix either. That's the problem. That's like,
0: what I—I I agree. Like, I agree. You, you, you can't either, you toss have to, him out.
1: You either have to trade him— Because he
0: is 23. That's yeah. the other thing, too. And you just don't have—you have so much depth in the infield that, like, it's just—it's hard. It's really hard to do because, I mean— you're gonna move off of one of those infielders. No, you just paid one of them too. So I
1: Jimenez is here to stay.
0: Yeah, Jimenez is here. Like you can't. You're you just paid him. So I, I mean, and I, I don't think they make any trade in that department either.
1: And even okay, so Ahmed obviously the shortstop, and we've talked about this logjam of middle infielders that the guards have. I don't even think if you get rid of a med that you move Arias to shortstop, or even if you want to switch Jimenez over to short because that is his original position. Right. I I don't think Arias is a solution as a middle infielder. I think no. you go Rocchio and Freeman there Which before him. Which you already you have
0: depth there in the in there. Yeah. So but,
1: it, there's there's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but I still think if you're going to keep Arias on the roster, you have to get him everyday reps. Not everyday reps, but you have to get him reps. Mm-hmm. There, there's another name to consider here.
0: Okay, Are you thinking what I'm thinking?
1: I think I am. because, And it's it's going to be a down-the-road decision, and I'll tell you why. But we're talking about George Valera.
0: Yeah, got, I, just, got, pulled, I yeah. just pulled him up. He was up.
1: I, I, I looked over him because he was the first guy that came to mind as my solution in right field overall. Right. Because Valera's an animal. The problem is we can't talk about him coming back and filling right now. Because the last time he played was on May 17th. Right. He's dealing with an injury. He actually just, as of today... Got sent out to the ACL Guardians. So he's going to be doing a rehab assignment yeah. over on the West Coast with them. And he's been on the injured list again. Last he's, game he's he played was on the 17th. He got, he got put on the 7-day injured list back on May 20th.
0: This year, I mean, he's only, I think, in AAA Columbus. I think that's what it is right now. Yeah. He's only had 16 ABs. Right. So like he's he just hasn't played that much. So I I, I agree. I think that no matter what, this is a one-year, one one-year issue. Like I don't, I don't think that there's any other. I, I, that's why I said probably trade deadline. You're gonna find your final decision because if we're contending, and Brennan is struggling, and Ari's is struggling too, I think you just go shopping and go try to get a veteran. You know, there, there's guys out there. I mean, there's one name that I would probably consider. I'm, I may botch the last name, so I'm sorry. But um, Randall Gurkic. Grichick, right? great Gurkic. yeah.
1: Uh, Where's he at he's, right now? He's
0: with the Colorado Rockies. Okay. He is 32 right now, and he is in his final year of his contract. But, again, that's not like you're looking for a guy that's going to be here long term. You only need a solution for now. And I mean, he's honestly not too bad. he just came back from an injury he is a he is a true right fielder um and I mean since he's been back, he's been batting 340 you know it, I, but I would only do that if we are in a position to contend yeah and we're you gotta be like be contending like like', like winning the streak. division like type stuff yeah because I don't we're obviously we're not gonna be if we're like two games out. And you know it's the trade deadline. Like at that point, it just wouldn't even make sense.
1: You need to be World Series contender. Right. Like, we need to flip this season on its head. Because I don't want to think give about this.
0: Well, I don't want to even give up like too much for a guy right? on it that's thirty two in his final year of the contract that is going to be a rental for whatever months. So we have to have a commanding lead, and I have to know like. I have to be like per nine, 99.9% sure that this guy is going to make sure we lock up a spot in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I think, like, if you're talking possible trade scenarios for a guy like Kim, I think a name you consider is a guy like Oscar Gonzalez, where if you've lost confidence,
0: go ahead and ship him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That you, makes sense. You just send him out. I you wouldn't don't think be you're mad losing
1: about- anything, and you send out a commodity that is still young and promising to another team.
0: Yeah. Would you even? I mean, it wouldn't probably align, but like Ari's, it, we would probably need a little bit more in, in return. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, I, I agree. Because he's, he's a highly young. rated prospect. He's twenty three, and I mean, different position, and he just hasn't gotten that chance.
1: Yeah, too young. He's been tossed around at positions way too much. The the and potential I on him's too high.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to give up much for. No, that's like what I'm that. saying.
1: Like it's Oscar Gonzalez. If you're done with Oscar Gonzalez, if you're like, right. all right. You know?
0: Which I mean at that point, Valera coming up, like I, I, I'm kinda I already am kinda done with him, in my opinion. Where it's just like we already have depth, you you have some guys because I am high on Will Brennan too.
1: I am too. I he's one of my favorite young guys on the team. Right. Like
0: so that's why I mean like if Valera and Brennan are the guys out there, I'm completely fine with that moving forward. Yeah. So I just I don't know. I think so to sum sum up the, the answer to that, we think right now, Brennan, potentially, if he struggles, you look somewhere else like Ari's. And then, I mean, Jake says probably Oscar Gonzalez in the mix. I say if it comes to that point where those two are struggling, you just probably have to eat it or make a trade if you're a serious contender.
1: Yeah, and then I, again, I think Valera is probably a next year solution, yeah, just given the fact that he's on an injury.
0: Moving forward, I, well, I don't even think he would have came up this year. To be honest with you, he is twenty two. He probably needed at least one more year, in my opinion.
1: I, I think if he would have been killing it with the bat and the struggles considered to be in right field, you just you send a good point, it. Good point. Good point. Uh, you got a point there. He's, he's good enough at in such a high prospect where it, even when you are so young, you it. just yeah. you send it because if okay. he's killing it, but. And he has in previous years. Yeah, right? he like has. he's been hitting around the two fifty, two sixty mark, and absolutely mashing the ball. Yeah,
0: he's he's what we lack right now, and that's power. Yeah, we cannot hit the long ball, and he would probably answer that question. So yeah, that that's that's the summary of that one. Um, question four coming. This is probably this is the last Cleveland question. Um, it is a fun one. So Luke. We had Logan Petoskey on. This is Luke Petoskey's brother. We've mentioned him multiple times. Again, we're, we're in the works of getting that one figured out and trying to get him on. But Luke asks, favorite underrated Cleveland athlete? And we were kind of, you are bouncing some ideas off. But like this took me maybe two seconds to like kind of calibrate for me. So do, do, go ahead and say yours.
1: I, I got a couple. I want to hear yours first. I only have one. Let's go rip it, Peyton Hillis. Yeah, that was that was the name I looked at, and I was like, yeah.
0: I mean, that because it, it's more of a sentimental thing for me because that was technically my first own real jersey. I mean, my my parents had like a couple old ones from like them, but like my first ever real Browns jersey was Peyton Hillis, and like the dude was just, I don't know, like. When we sucked, like he was, it was just him, you know? And he got, he did not get like any recognition, in my opinion, because like the dude was just like, he didn't even know if he was like a true running back. Everyone was just like, it's kind of just like a fullback. He, he and was a fullback, yeah, right? Right. Like, and he's just putting up some like insane numbers for a, in quotation marks, fullback. But I mean, and also too, um, I love Madden 12. He was on the cover of Madden 12. Kind of got hit with the Madden curse, right? He, he, uh, yeah, a little bit. There. Unfortunate. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, again, like he was the only like good player at the time. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. No, I, I mean, I'm fully with you. There's, so I got, uh, I
0: got the sentimental value to him. You
1: know, and again, he asked our favorite underrated Cleveland athlete. So those criteria they have to be underrated, but. They don't have to be, like, the best player of all time either. No, like,
0: no, that's, that's the key. Like, you don't— <laughs>
1: These are guys who you really wouldn't think about, You're not right?
0: going to say someone like Jim Brown. Like, yeah. obviously, like, like— Not underrated. Right.
1: And also, you know, the sentimental value does play, you know, a key in here because it's right. our personal favorites. Um, I, I threw out three names on the list. I went one from each of the big ones. Okay. I, I do have one final answer who's my favorite, but I just want to, you know, toss out honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Antoine Jameson, oh my god, great name with the Cavs. No, dude, dude, he was averaging like almost twenty a year without LeBron, and that's a really bad Cavs team with a guy who was just a bucket.
0: I don't know why I had that guy's jersey, but I did at one point. That's
1: incredible. I don't, I don't want. No, that's some dedication that,
0: though. I didn't, I like, I didn't want that. I think it was like my mom got it like on clearance, and then like later proceeded to get me a Kyrie Irving jersey.
1: Well, I think just about every jersey that wasn't a Kyrie jersey during that time should have been on clearance, because... Yeah. Yikes.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh...
0: Most of Cleveland jerseys are usually on yeah. <laughs> on clearance.
1: Unfortunately so. Yeah. Uh, other name's going to be Cleveland Browns player. Uh, tight end. Gary Barnage, man. That dude oh, was an animal. There we go. Gary now Barnage. we're taking it back, yeah. Gary Barnage was an absolute animal for multiple years, and then, like... His career fell off a cliff, but he was an absolute stud at tight end. And, like, we were sitting out here. Gary Barnage came out of nowhere. Right. And then we were like, this dude's a stud. Like, we found a diamond. And then I, I think he was here for, like, three years, and that pretty much uh, kind of, you know, ended that. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, again, I think he's just a guy where you look at and you look back and you're like, well, like, hold on. Like, this guy this guy was actually something. Right. I mean— he technically spent four years here, and it was the last four years of his career, but he put up 1,000 yards receiving in 2015. I will say, though, that— I mean, And he was a pro bowler! <laughs> like, we had a pro bowl tight end in
0: 2015 in Gary Barnage. I just don't—I mean, like, who else was—who were we throwing to at the time? I don't care, man. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't care who we're throwing to. Right, no, I, I mean— that, Underrated. It, the name yeah, never underrated. comes up. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough.
1: And then my all-time favorite, sentimental guy, absolute journeyman at the end of his career in the MLB. This is the one? This is the one.
0: Oh, boy. Joe Smith. Oh, my God.
1: Dude. Wow. Okay. Everybody knows the name Joe Smith, okay? And he had the funky submarine delivery fully underneath. But, like, the stats are actually there, too. Like, he had two stints here, and we're going back from 2009 to 2013. During that entire time, dude, his ERA was actually phenomenal. Like He wasn't bad at all. No, like two thousand nine a three four four, we go three eight three, two oh one, two nine six two two nine. Like he was a stud out of the bullpen.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I just I I haven't heard that name in forever. Wow. That was the
1: one guy year in, year out, who you could rely to be in the bullpen and just actually like not just be a gimmick guy either. Like, the submarine is—you know—everyone sees it as a gimmick. Like, it's just a right. It's it's the you know, the you know underneath you're just doing it because he's weird,
0: right? Like, no, Joe Smith was good. Right. We should probably do an episode where we just name like we were talking about this earlier, like how we could just name off like random ass like just Cleveland yeah, poor, professional players. Like, I I mean, there's there's so many. And it doesn't even have to be like underrated. Like I think that we can make a whole episode of that, where you yep. just like, kind of go off of it, and it's more of you can't look up anything, you have to like do it just off the top of your head. I, I got names loaded for days, oh, yeah. man. Shelly Duncan, Ezekiel Carrera, Vinny Pastano. Like, wow, Vinny- Yeah. Tony I mean, Vinny- Sip. Like who is that one? Um, <laughs> the one guy that was like, he was honestly uh, Roberto uh- Hernandez. Fausto Carmona. Yeah, Fausto Carmona. Yeah, and it was the fake name. Yeah. That was crazy because he was good. Like he, Oh, I
1: mean he was our ace.
0: Right. I was I, I mean that, I, that's yeah. probably
1: that's a contender for this list.
0: Oh yeah. No, I was like, and I was thinking about that one because but I totally forgot his name.
1: Yeah, Roberto Fausto. Hernandez previously Fausto Carmona. Before, I have his uh, that what, whole thing came out.
0: I have his card when it says Fausto Carmona.
1: I think it'd be. Elite. I, I might have to make a custom jersey of a Fausto Carmona.
0: Oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be great, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd actually be a good one. But yeah, no. So Hillis and um, Joe Smith. Joe Smith.
1: It's, it literally like it sounds like I made up a name and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it really does. He, he's literally like the
0: default name. I'm I pretty think sure if you play MLB, MLB the, show, the show. That's what it is. The, the yeah, default your name, default is, Joe name Smith. is Joe Smith. Yes, correct. Oh, when you're doing actually, Run the bro, Show. Joe Random. Oh, it's Joe it Random. Is Joe you're Random. right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dang, yeah. It, it might Joe's, as well be Joe Smith. I though. mean, that is like really Cleveland too. Yeah, but oh uh, well. Yeah, there we go. Um, again,
1: he was a he was a uh, kind of a journeyman too. Yeah, a little he bit. Had a Fifteen
0: year MLB career, man. Oh, there you go.
1: Like he pitched other places, and his whole career was like really good.
0: He wasn't the one that ended up dating Ali, La for- well, marrying Ali Laforce, was it? Oh, you are. I, my knowledge someone, in the
1: like media world about that stuff is so gone. There was a
0: pitcher that um, it it wasn't him. There was a because he went to the Angels after us. It was a reliever who um, pitched for a while. And no, he, this is him.
1: This is Joe Smith. It is Joe. Smith. Yeah, it is Joe Smith.
0: That that, that yes. married Alyla Force. Yes. I knew it because I that was actually my mom. Shout out to my mom for that one. That knew all that kind of. That stuff, because, I mean, who would know? Because, I mean, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, that's him. Because didn't he go to the Angels right after us? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that makes total sense now. Well, there you go.
1: Well, Joe Smith, stay winning on and off the field. There
0: you go. There you have it.
1: Hey, enjoying this edition of Mistake by the Take? never miss an episode by hitting the follow button on the podcast and by dropping a follow on our social medias that's at mistake by the take on instagram and at mbtt pod on twitter again at mistake by the take on instagram and at mbtt pod on twitter thanks a lot and now back to the show
0: so we're going to move on to now just kind of some general sports questions um because we again we said just fire away, you know. We just yeah, we want, any,
1: anything that had sports to do with it, and you know, even if not, we were like throw the questions out. We yeah, might answer. Like,
0: them. Why not? You know. Yeah. Um, Jack Witty. Yeah, my Jack good Whitty, friend Jack Witty. Jack came out and had. Can tell he's a little bit of a basketball fan.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I mean he's he's just a a sports fan sports in general, by- but. He had some good uh, basketball questions loaded up He for sure. did.
0: He had two questions that we're going to talk about, and we're going to go back-to-back back with them. Um, these were—the this the first one that we're going to talk about is— it, I was a little stumped on this one because it, it is a hard answer here. So the question was, who's going to be the best current NBA player in 10 years? So the criteria with it— has to be a current player right now. It can't be a guy that you think is going to be drafted soon and will be in the league. It's got to be right now. And in 10 years, I mean, that puts a lot of guys like, like on the list. Because here's the thing to put it in perspective, Giannis will be 38 at that time.
1: His career's over. Yeah. Like, most more than likely. And even if it's not, like, not everybody's LeBron, and even LeBron. I wouldn't say he's the best player in the NBA right no, now. No,
0: he's not, and that's a, that's the thing. So I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, oh shoot, like I don't know, because that was my first reaction was like, okay, probably Giannis. But then like I was thinking, young, you know, at least sort of younger in that aspect. But like I looked him like 38 years old, can't do it there. I don't know.
1: My first name that I thought of was uh, it was fully for the meme. Uh, was actually Jason Tatum because can you believe this dude's only 19?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been nineteen for the last couple years. That's but... a good one. Yeah. Um so I ended up thinking about it a little bit more. I think I'm gonna go with Luca. Because here's the thing. What Luca would be thirty four. He'd be thirty four. That's the only thing. It's still older, but like I don't know, there's like no one really else that's like popping up for me in my opinion, because this dude like I still think he's a little underrated, in my opinion, with just, like, the general kind of... More of, like, with the common basketball fans. Like, they don't know truly how good this guy is. Like, I mean, he averaged 32 this year, 8 assists, 8.6 rebounds per game. Like, this, he's legit. I I don't know. I just... I, I think he needs a little bit more help. But, like, when you talk about, like, LeBron as a guy that could just do all around everything. It's kind of the same thing with Luka. And yep. I just I I think that like if he could stay healthy and he gets a little bit more help, I think this dude could definitely become the best the best player in the league at some point.
1: He's one of those guys too that's not like so reliant on being athletic. Like he reminds me a lot of a like a smaller version of Jokic where it's right. like you can kind of do everything but like he it, doesn't
0: have to be an athletic freak like right, Giannis like too.
1: Once you get older, your body kind of, you know, it, Diminishes, it tails off. Yeah.
0: You can't you can't you know, have all of your eggs in one basket in the athletic department. That's the other thing with Giannis too where it's just like like, you know, if if he's 38, then I mean that dude's probably out of the league at that point.
1: Uh, right, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> he's such a physical monster right, size never know. wise. You never it's know. Just like he's definitely the exception rather than, you know, the mold for it but, right uh I'm, I'm going totally away from you I think 34 at that point like y- your prime's over I don't think there's many 34 year olds I think look it's at.
0: really pushing it yeah really pushing it like he's like that is his final year of like being the best and then like the next year he's just gonna fall off a cliff kind of thing
1: so I- I'm going even younger oh boy okay I have two answers and it's dependent on a very big thing oh my gosh I, I love to go multiple answers. Yeah, I know these questions are all. such
0: hypotheticals, man. I know
1: it's so hard to put one, but this is a good one. You like this one? Okay. My first one, and it's completely dependent on his ability to stay healthy and flip his career on his head. Zion, Zion. Williams. Yeah, yeah, I
0: figured. I knew you were going to say Zion when you said hypothetical there.
1: Yeah, dude, he'd be thirty-two. He's a physical beast, and if he stays healthy, cuts down on the weight, he's, he'd be dominant still.
0: Yeah, but you like that's banking on the idea that like. He stops cutting out the Popeye biscuits. Hey man, shout out Popeyes, not sponsored. What's the What's the Travis Benjamin meme where it's just like he's one Popeye biscuit for being a tight end? Kelvin Benjamin. It was Kelvin yeah, Benjamin, Kelvin, yeah. not Travis. Travis. Travis
1: Benjamin, the older Turner for the Browns. Yeah, he's skinny as can be. Kelvin Benjamin, Kelvin Benjamin put on all the weight.
0: Yeah, um, But yeah, he, he was... Bust, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, he, they did use him at a tight end at one point, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he end, he, yeah, he it did. Yeah, He did make later, the switch yeah, at the end of his it career. It
0: was like 20-something. He like ended up was with the Giants, and he, had, he was a tight end at the time. And I was just like, no way.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, what a career flip, because he was yeah, a really good receiver. No kidding. But, okay, so again, that's why I was like, I have to give a second option here. And the one who I think actually, even if Zion's healthy, could give him a run for his money. Dude, Anthony Edwards is a bucket.
0: Yeah. He's only I was 21. Ab- I was thinking about that a little bit, too. I was super high on him coming out of that draft. Like, he is. He's a physical. As good freak. as it gets,
1: man. Like, literally, as good as it gets. Yeah, like, like
0: he, he's kind of. It's like scary.
1: He's been in the league for three years, is by far the leader on his team. First guy in, last guy out mentality. Like, he, I mean, he admittedly committed to Team USA this year. Like, he's one of those guys where it's like, he comes out and says it on social media all the time. I feel like I should be on that floor every single game I'm able to be. He's not like a load management guy, stuff like that, and whether that plays into his favor or not. Like, I mean, just his stats from this last year, averaging 25 points, four and a half assists. Again, he's playing for the Timberwolves. Eh,
0: He's, gotta be the, he's the only one that can score at that point. Yeah, yeah
1: he's uh, shooting 46% from the
0: field. I mean, he's ripping down boards too. Like, You know what he reminds me of? Let's hear it. Just like prime Russell Westbrook. Like the dude just played with so much energy, and it's just like, wow. Like it's everything that like everyone wanted Ja Morant to be, Yeah, in my opinion. And
1: Ja would have been my answer here probably. But the dude was.
0: just... He, does not know how to... To act when he's
1: not on a basketball correct. court. Correct. So, and Anthony Edwards is the complete opposite mold. Like, yeah. No, I agree. He, he is the he's perfect a bit, face for the league.
0: Yeah, he's a little bit bigger too, which I, I, I like. Because the thing is, like, that's Joss Knock is, like, he's not... He doesn't have, a like, a, a bigger frame. And it could cause injuries and stuff like that. And we've seen it cause injuries. Yeah. I mean, and he's... Like you said, Anthony you Edwards. You need to just stick with Anthony Edwards on that one, dude. You That's what been, I'm saying. That's
1: why I said even if Zion's healthy, I think Anthony Edwards give him a run for his money.
0: You need a you would be a bitch to play like going to Vegas with just because you would just be like, Oh, I'm too scared to you know put down the money on this one.
1: Um, I'll have you know I'm not too scared to put down the money. <laughs> uh going back to Sunday. We don't, to,
0: we don't even want to put up
1: those numbers. <laughs> you you wanna no. You want you want a good number this last week? Victor Hovlin. Oh, you took, golfer? You took Hovland? I took Hovland at plus 280. I threw 50 bucks on it and pulled out 140. So,
0: yeah, but <laughs> we don't even want to talk about the weeks before. <laughs> I was having
1: a good week, man. I was having a good couple weeks and then come game 1 of the NBA finals and that I always whole day, get,
0: <laughs> I get these te- I get these texts from Jake and he's just like, "Man, it's a bad week." I'm like, "What do you mean? Like what's going on?" Dude, and he's just like just down, down money. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude, I lost three $25 bets. I was so confident. Plus eight and a half, game one for the Heat was not
0: the play. You you chase them Nerfy bets. That's what you do. I am a Nerfy legend. I used legend. to be. I am Nerf- to be. I'm a Nerfy legend. Nerfy,
1: yeah. Urfy, it doesn't matter. I, I just, I'm just i playing it out this year, dude. I've missed like four out of like 17 yeah. this whole year. It's not the year to do that. It's I've only never. missed four. It is the year. I'm it, doing great. I don't know. It's everything else. I suck at betting. I get it. Baseballs are juiced. But, it's never the <laughs> answer. So, I like to have fun with it, though. But, yeah. again, my answer here, Anthony Edwards. Uh,
0: Just stick with it. Just stick with it. Say Anthony Edwards. It's come Anthony on. Edwards. There we go. It's Boom. Anthony
1: Edwards. We He's going to be 31. He's going to be a monster. He's owning the league in 10 years.
0: In 10 years.
1: Not even in 10 years. This. He'll still be here in 10 years. He'll probably be dominating the league for the last, like, four or five.
0: In 10 years, we'll come back to this, and we'll we'll figure this out. Um, I'll be what... 31. Wow, that's crazy to think. disgusting. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. Thirty one? You I'm right yeah. there with you. That's yeah. what I would be too. So my answer is Luca for this one as well. And then the second question by Jack. Let's oh, let's make a long term bet. Oh god. I'll bet you ten years in the
1: future, a hundred dollars. Somebody clip this and save it in the future. Anthony Edwards in his year thirty one on. puts up better stats than Luca in year thirty four.
0: You're on. I'll do it. Let's year, go. Year 34, like, <laughs> you're acting like they played all their no, lives.
1: No, I'm saying, like, year 34, <laughs> age 34.
0: It's like Braun. Yeah, I mean 34, yeah.
1: Braun's going to play until you're 34 Probably. in the NBA at this point. Most so. likely.
0: So then the next question from Jack was this, was, this was a really good one because I don't think this is being talked about a lot in just NBA media is Victor Wembanyama going to be injury prone due to his stature. And the thing is like this guy if you don't know who this guy is like I mean wake you, up. Yeah, you've been living under a rock because this is probably one of the best prospects that we have seen since LeBron. And I mean he's 7-2 and just a freak of a basketball player. Like, he can do basically everything. I've seen just so many clips of this dude just, like, it looks so easy. And, I I mean, I read an article um, before the season started. It was, I believe, back in, I'd say probably July, August of last year. And they were just like, it was, it was an article in Athletic. I forget what they exactly said, but they interviewed a bunch of scouts saying like, hey, like, what do you think of this draft class? And they all said like, this dude is going to be like the consensus number one. He could literally break his leg and still be the guy. And we haven't seen something like this since, like, I'd say Zion. I mean, is, I don't think there's really anyone else that was like true consensus, like no doubt about it kind of guy. Not in the
1: last – I mean – I feel like there's consensus number one, but not, guys, like, but it's not just like like to like, this level. To the point where you look at it and you're like, okay, the one is like he's miles better than the two, right? Like I'm thinking Cade Cunningham, but you had Jalen Green in that draft as well, he's, where and people then are like, Evan hey. Mobley
0: was still in the in the talks with the two, right? So,
1: where it's like you know, like Cunningham was the number one, like they're like that's the guy you got to go with, but it wasn't like if you were like, well. You know, Jalen Green or Evan Mobley have a better career than him. It wasn't like, you're insane. Like, right. They were like, yeah, but Cade's a safe play.
0: Right. But then, like, the other thing, too, that kind of goes along with it, like, I mean, Scoot Henderson would probably be the number one overall pick, too. And he'd probably be in that same conversation with, like, how it went with Cade Cunningham, where if he if Victor wasn't in this draft, he would be. So, anyways, well, yeah.
1: Is, am I the only one that's thrown off by, what? like,
0: Scoot Henderson,
1: not Scoot Henderson, because he oh. is incredible. But like, yeah. just G League guys, yeah, getting I, I don't, drafted. I don't
0: understand. I understand, any I understand of that.
1: how it works, right? Like, they've never declared for a draft. They went and played G League. Now they're eligible for the draft. They can yep. get drafted. But the G League has like like their affiliates.
0: I still I don't think they're affiliates anymore. <laughs>
1: Are they not? Is it completely separate? I think it's separate now. But it has. You have like two way contracts still.
0: I I don't know. You know what I I'm seriously saying? don't understand any of that. Like I, it is I remember, the dumbest thing ever. Like in my Moses
1: opinion. Brown was on a two way contract. Yeah, I remember. I remember. there, there was a couple this of Two way contracts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I agree. So
0: I do. I, I have no clue. They any, still have to be affiliated. But anyone listening to our podcast, if you know what it is, uh, tag us. Do whatever and like on Twitter and just explain it, and we'll retweet you. Like, I, I just, I don't know, because we don't know. Like, it's just so confusing.
1: I'm assuming that Scoot Henderson couldn't have been called up. No. Like, he on a have. two-way contract because
0: he's Obviously not. never drafted, so it's like. Maybe it might be something separate. Yeah, Either, they're like
1: a publicity stunt at that point?
0: Like I don't know. Either way, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, there. sorry, but so,
1: I, that was just confusing to me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. But the thing is, so like I said earlier, he's seven two, freak of an athlete. Like, he's fast everything that you ever wanted in a prospect he is but the only problem that is going to be his knock moving forward he is pretty slender and i mean i don't know this is just an you know you don't know what a guy's true like stature is until like they go through the combine and stuff because that's when they actually get their official measurements but the unofficial measurement for his weight right now it's 209, which is.
1: What well, by the way, what are you that's looking scary. at right now for 209? What do you mean? What what were you getting that information from?
0: I think it was probably ESPN or something like that. Because
1: on Basketball Reference, they have him listed at 229.
0: Either way, that's still small.
1: I, I agree. He, I mean, he's a skinny guy, right? Like, yeah. But the problem with him, and not problem, I mean the more like where I'm going to come to his defense, is that his stature reminds me a lot more of like a Kevin Durant. Yeah, but the thing is, like, like Katie's dealt with injuries, but yeah. I would not call his career injury prone. That's fair. I think I uh, the guy that I consider to be
0: more like, oh, is this going to be a problem? Chet Holmgren. That's I literally put that in my notes. I said Chet got the same knock because he. Everyone was like, all right, this kid's pretty good and stuff. He's been hyped up since high school, and then I mean, he's dealt with injuries this year, literally, yeah. because he. I mean, the dude is very slender, and that's a that's going to be a big problem. I mean. Like even like Giannis kind of dealt with that too, because he was just a physical freak. And the thing is, when you when you can do all of those things and you're very slender, it gets a little sketchy because then you're not just a guy that can shoot or anything like that, where you don't really have to worry about it too much because you're more of just sitting outside. But this dude can do so much, where it's just like, and a a team's gonna rely on him heavily, in my opinion. So I like because most like. 99.9% 99.9% sure it's going to be the Spurs that take him because they won the lottery so I, I mean I don't know I just think that it's going to be one of those things where it's, I think it's going to be a real concern because it's like this the complete opposite of Zion where it's just like his frame is literally keeping him off the court at this point when he's on the court he's he's a beast but like I don't know like I I, I think it's a concern, but I I think he's just he's gonna have to bulk up.
1: I okay. So anytime these guys come, I always my thing is I'd, I'd like the guy to put put on some weight, right? right? Like, of course you do, but like there's a difference between him and Chet in my mind because I feel like the injury risk with Chet was always there and it was like no, I agree. prominent, and there were signs towards it. Like he was dealing with issues, and he like it, just to me he looks even skinnier than. Wembenyama, yeah, he just does. No, I, I agree. I agree in that aspect for sure. And Chet listed at 195 pounds. Like the fact that he's not cracking two hundred at seven one, that's that's really scary. It's a, it's a it's
0: it's a difference. I will say that.
1: And I, I'm going off of Wembenyama being two twenty nine. I, I yeah. think that's the more accurate. That's what it is on Basketball Reference, and I'm assuming they got that from uh, his time playing overseas. Right now, probably his last measurement. Yeah, that's that's gonna be my guess. Um, I doubt he dropped 20 pounds. That yeah. would be a real shock to me. Um, but so that's what I'm going off. I'm going to assume he's 29, 229. So I'm thinking he's a little bit bigger. Again, more of a Kevin Durant type stature where injuries will probably pop up. But I, I just looked up his injury, like, st- like the injuries he's gone through. There's not really anything here that like screams to me issues like that are going to be ongoing. Only- 2020, he had a stress factor. Stress? fracture in his fibula but that hasn't come back fractured a finger doesn't matter shoulder contusion not going to be something that comes back up and he was ruled out for the season 2022 with an injury that looks it's a, it's a muscle injury yeah which okay like that one a little bit more concerning but I also don't think that's going to be like an ongoing like whole career problem
0: yeah I, I don't know I just think that he I mean I'm looking at photos right now he is he, he is skinny. He is. I no, think without a doubt. I think there's a possibility that it could happen, that he does get affected by injuries. But, I mean, really, like, I mean, it's not as dumb as it. I mean, it, it says it's bad when a fan is, like, just being like, oh, just put on weight. And I get it. Like, I, you know, I'm in the media. Easier said than done easier, for a lot of guys. Easier said than done because I've tried to do it with baseball, too, all my life. And it's it's really hard. But the thing is like I mean when it's your career like I think he's gonna he's gonna have to try to put on weight. I need him like at at least 250.
1: And like it's not I'm sure he's tried to put on weight. Yeah, too. Like no, that's what I, I'm saying. I'm sure he's doing it. Like I'm sure he's not just sitting there like oh I'm content with being this like no. Like well, he knows but, he has to put on weight. But here's the
0: thing some dudes purposely don't put on weight. Like Kevin Durant doesn't put on weight because they it thinks they think that it affects their shot. And it To an extent, yeah, because then you have to, like, figure it out because you have more power on it, and I get it to an extent, but, like, if you're playing it to the aspect of, like, if your career can – if you could stay healthy during your career and not have anything pop up major, like, I mean – I think it's. And I think the other thing too is like you. You talked about past injuries. Like he just hasn't played in the NBA, and it's a totally different ball game from any other aspect, in my opinion. I think that's where it's going to be different because Chet did have the issues and stuff in his past, but like when he comes into the league, like I mean, there's he's facing dudes that are just massive compared to him.
1: I think with Wembenyama, it's actually. He's going to be more prepared than somebody like Holmgren. He played overseas, which I think is a much more no, physical I... style of basketball.
0: Okay. All right. That's, that's even, fair to Even it that. points
1: to the NBA. Like, the overseas players have said it. Like, defense being played overseas there is— There is
0: more defense played overseas. I will give you that.
1: Like, it's a more physical game. I'd be more worried about a guy getting hurt playing overseas than I probably would be in the NBA. Okay. Just because it is a more physical game. Like, obviously injuries and stuff that you're probably concerned about him are, like— Mostly like non-contact injury right. stuff like that. Obviously, but, yeah. Like you're still going like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like these guys aren't just leaving you open. You're not just shooting around like yeah. College I, for guys that are seven two seven one is like a cheat code. Right. Because you're just like look at it right now with Zach Eady again, exception he's seven four, but like who's guarding that
0: man? Like no one can. Because centers in college are like six nine. Because here's the thing, like what people don't understand is this, like with sports, whenever you move up into the ranks like you go from let's for example high school to college because this is what i kind of discovered quickly whenever you were on your high school team remember those kids that were like the best on each team and stuff here's the thing that's how college is it's those all those kids just moved up onto one team now so you're just playing all the best kids that you're with in high school and then the same thing applies in any other sport then moving forward from college to the pros because now you're just playing with the best of the best that was in college and you're just going slowly down this funnel until you get to the the elite, the elite you know and it, it may sound really cliche to say that because it's like oh obviously doing the so the elite elite but like people don't really understand that 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 like i mean the first day that i'm, I'm gonna get a little like personal in this sense but like the first time i stepped on like John Carroll campus and I like went to that first practice. Like I'm like all right, like it's this is like
1: Yeah, is this in high school anymore?
0: Everyone, yeah, everyone is good, you know? There's not a guy on any on our roster that one through 60 where it's just like, "Okay, this kid fucking sucks." No. Right. It's like they all are good. So that's the thing where it's just like I I mean, I don't know. I I I think that overall General consensus for me is it's something to at least monitor.
1: I think it's – if you ask if it's a concern, I say yes. Like, yeah. obviously, with that size, it, it should be at attention, right? Yes. Like, it is a possibility, and it is at a larger possibility than a lot of guys.
0: I think if you're the Spurs, you're going to try to get that solved by getting him on a weight-gaining program because I think – The thing is like you're when you come to the NBA in these professional sports in America, like you're getting the best of the best from medical attention and stuff like that. So either way, I think we're basically saying at least keep an eye on it.
1: Yeah, I would say again, it's it should be brought to the attention. You should be pay attention to it. But you're also still taking him number one, and there's no way around that. Yeah, there's that. no doubt about it. That He's it's,
0: too good. It's the same thing with Zion. Like you weren't gonna be like, oh, okay, maybe I should go with the safer pick. Like no, you you go with the you go with them, you know. Because if if it does pan out, like you got, I mean, the answer then switches. Who's the best in ten years? There, there's your answer. You know. Yeah. So, either way, um, last question in the um, general sports questions. We're gonna we have a couple of um, other personal questions after this one but we're going to switch over to football and my good buddy Dresden Dale big football guy um sad Green Bay Packers fan as well too Oof. very um he very data analytics he likes that kind of stuff and he's very good at it he's been teaching me a lot of that too he asks what matters the most quarterbacks head coaches or general managers and this one is really hard to answer in my opinion
1: well first out shout out dresden i've only met him once but great yeah. conversation the one time that i did
0: great guy i yeah i i mean dude i have a group chat with him and another one of my buddies from tcu um who i went to high school with i introduced both of them together and we literally i mean my phone is being blown up currently by them because they are Talking football, so yeah, great, great best, dude. Overall, best love, group chats. love the sports. You gotta love group them. Chats. every day,
1: every day. They never stop. Nope, but, uh, never. So uh, you say this is a really hard question to answer. I am completely in the opposite boat. Like I, I think this is far and away, like the answer is quarterbacks. Okay, like I agree, I agree. Like I, again, I think general managers are point are important. I think head coaches are important, but like if you get a top tier quarterback, like those jobs become a lot less important because your quarterback makes you look really good. Yeah. Like, if you have Patrick Mahomes behind center, I don't feel as much of the need to have, like, the best head coach in the league in, like, strategizing the best plays because I know when, you know, shit hits the fan, Patrick Mahomes is going to bail me out. Right. Same with Aaron Rodgers. Look at Green Bay. Like, and you could argue, you know, they didn't have the most success, but they were constantly in playoff contention. They were constantly... You know, working their way into the playoffs and putting themselves in positions to be Super Bowl contenders, not because the team around them was great, not because they had great head coaches, but because Aaron Rodgers was that dude.
0: Yeah. I think there's three examples that I have that kind of go to the, the, the big conclusion. The Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Bucks when they had Brady. Because I, I do agree, I just said it, I think it's quarterbacks as well. So, for example, the Chiefs, they had, like, all the right pieces. You know, they had Andy Reid. They they pretty
1: much have all three, right? Yeah,
0: and they were were a team where it's just like with the playoffs where, you know, they'd be in. Like It's just like they couldn't get over the hump. But then Patrick Mahomes comes in, and he becomes Patrick Mahomes, and they win Super Bowls. Yeah. And then you look at the Eagles. This is a little bit more. It's not as much. I don't think we've seen it yet, but we could potentially see it. So they they built a – I mean, general manager, been hitting it out of the park with just building the whole team in general. Um, They seem to find their coach too. So – but the only thing was after two seasons ago, you kind of looked at it, you were like – I mean, the only real problem was Jalen Hurts wasn't a good passer. Like statistically, you looked at it, he sucked. Like he couldn't throw the long ball. And I remember I even went on record that summer going into last season. I said, Jalen Hurts is on the hot seat because, I mean, the dude is, like, not playing well, and they got a team that could potentially make a run at some point. But then he totally says, F you, and goes out there and balls out this year. And guess what? They're in the Super Bowl. Guess what? Shout
1: out guys on their contract years that step up because that's exactly what he did.
0: That's the other thing, too. Yeah. So he steps up. And then also, too, but... People are like, oh, well he didn't make it to he didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he lost to the guy that I just mentioned in Patrick Mahomes. The the quarterback position elevates you to get to that top tier, you know? That's where I that's where I kinda like go with it in my mind. And the thing is, like, then I bring up the Bucks, like they had Jameis Winston beforehand. I mean, the dude <laughs> 30 touchdowns. 30. And he had a 30-30 season, man, and it was wasn't the one crazy. you expect. Crazy, Yeah.
1: But you, that's usually when you talk 30-30s, we're talking baseball. Right. Or, <laughs> not with Jameis, Nope.
0: Um, but then, like, Tom Brady comes in. And, I mean, coaching gets moved around and stuff. He still wins a Super Bowl. Like, obviously, it wasn't the coaches there. And, I mean, granted, he is probably the GOAT. But still, it's just like... I think that the quarterback position has evolved so much to the point where if you don't have a top-tier guy, you ain't going to do shit in the NFL. Because, I mean, the only other example that of a team that won a Super Bowl was without like a good quarterback was the Eagles and Nick Foles. Yeah, who
1: went on the most insane run of
0: his life. Right, and it was mainly because Bill Belichick couldn't figure out how to defend an RPO. But either way, I'm just saying, like, now it's like, I mean, if you look at all these past champions and it's like, it's because of the quarterback position. You look at the Rams, they upgraded from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford and they win. So I just, I I mean, I don't know, I I think quarterback is probably the most... Highly valued position in the league right now, and you see all the Browns do it. That like they went out and they got a guy that at one point was considered a top five quarterback.
1: There's a reason these guys get paid, right? It, it, there is, and not a diss at any of these teams who have recently won it too. Because I also think they had really good head coaches and really good, no,
0: I as agree well. too. I think I think both of those are big factors, but I think, I think
1: it's really hard to win a Super Bowl without having all three,
0: right? But you looked at it, I mean. It's the elevation, man. Like yeah. there
1: is an elevation that when you get a quarterback, it is different than when you hire the top tier of either of those other things. Like a general manager can put great players on the field, can't make them play together.
0: I'll give you another example right now: Forty ers Kyle Shanahan really regarded as regarded as one of the greatest offensive minds right now in the league, and he still cannot win a championship because he's still constantly looking for a quarterback. Yeah. So
1: I, I, and that's an offense where like. Well, one, they have a really good defense. And yeah. two, it's an offense where you don't necessarily need a really good quarterback because their system doesn't call for it. But right. you think if they had one...
0: If they, if they had someone like Tom Brady, like that team... I think you would, give that team even like
1: Patrick Mahomes.
0: One, it's a oh, guy that yeah, changes the offense yeah.
1: completely. Like, you don't have to go with the right. Shanahan mold. But no. even if you do, like, you just make the extra throws and you're better. Like, that's all it is. And again, I also get, like... Patrick Holmes is a lot of the times the exception again not the mold as i mentioned that same You're never going to get a guy
0: like that though that's a thing. like Caleb right, Williams what I'm is going right. to Yeah but anyway like, that's a whole thing Generally different that's
1: not it but yeah. there there are just examples of like like you said Jalen Hurts like he wasn't that great but then when he was you're in a
0: Super Bowl You can i would You know what <laughs> I think that another aspect another position that you could probably throw into this conversation that just kind of started this past couple of years, wide receiver. Because the thing is, like, when you look at these guys, like, what I don't think it's going to be – I I don't know if I'm saying that it's the most important position, but it's become a very important position. Because especially when you have a younger quarterback, I mean, you look at it, Josh Holmes uh, – Josh Holmes. Josh wow. Allen. Josh Allen doesn't become Josh Allen until he gets Stephon Diggs. I mean, even – Jalen Hurts doesn't become Jalen Hurts that he was last year until he got AJ Brown and I mean I I get it like Devontae Smith and stuff but still like he needed a a true X receiver and that's what AJ Brown is I mean and um, you could say even Patrick Mahomes with you know Tyreek Hill like it's just
1: uh, but there's your there's your like counter argument right like who did Patrick Mahomes have a receiver this year but the, no, Juju I'm just, Smith-Schuster, like
0: I'm just, but he's, I mean, he's the only exception that at that point. I, I, I'm saying I, I, like more I, said, of, I know, but I'm saying more of a guy that truly like helps a like a guy that's younger get into the league because if you're throwing the fucking bricks, like it gets pretty hard to develop. And the thing is, like with the Eagles, like their wide receiving core sucked before this year. It did. Before
1: A.J. Brown came we were in. We are talking like, about Nelson Aguilar. Like, yeah. Like de- <laughs> that was one of their top guys.
0: Devontae like, Smith was kind of put into that role. I think he's just in a he, he he was in the discussion heading into this year like he could potentially be an elite too. He's kind of like the T. Higgins thing where it's just like you know anywhere else he could potentially be a one because he took a big step this year. That's why yeah. I think that it became a little bit different and it just got overshadowed in the sense of A.J. Brown came in and you know. Was A.J. Brown. Yeah. So I think that overall like if he, I think wide receiver in general I'm just kind of saying like it's just had an expanded role in my opinion
1: I mean I agree it's had an expanded role but if you were to place it with QB's head coaches GM's I'm probably still putting it forth
0: yeah just I'd because, probably say put it forth but I think like in the future like it's growing to the sense where it's in that conversation
1: yeah I know I there's just and again it, it's an example where like Again, I just think quarterbacks are so far above everybody else at this point, just because I I can think of a few examples where you just don't have the wide receiver position and you're still good. Like right? right, no I agree. this year where it's like Juju and McCole Hardman. Yeah, you think about Aaron Rodgers' whole but career. But the thing
0: is, you know who? I guess
1: he did have Travis Kelsey, yeah, which is basically the, like he's, he's, he's a tight end. A, he's, but, basically but he's basically
0: a tight end, but but he's also he's like a wide receiver. Too. He's positionless. Like he's yeah. incredible, but he's I, like I, CMC I know that. Like he yeah. does
1: have a guy that you like. Is can rely on one of the top players in the no, league. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but like I said, Aaron Rodgers, another guy. I mean, <laughs> I hate to keep throwing it uh, in Dresden's face, bringing up Packers, uh, and just
0: no success. <laughs> I do it but all the time team was too, good so, yeah,
1: but like, I mean, Rodgers had that team at the top with no offensive help his whole career. Like and
0: Randall Cobb. Okay, <laughs> like that's yeah that that explains it all. You see that he was he's supposed to have a role with the Jets. I saw that today. Yeah, there, there you go. He starts losing. Stop it. Yeah. No, I, I, that was. A head I'm by sure he will, no, just yeah.
1: because Aaron Rodgers. But like, yeah, no, I mean, no.
0: Oh, just well. um We're gonna kind of wrap it up here with two personal questions from uh, someone uh, close to you, I guess.
1: Yeah, pretty much. One of my number one supporters, my
0: sister. Yeah, there you go, Haley. Thank Haley, you very much. Haley asks. She had she had two questions. She says, the first one, it, it, pretty chill, pretty chill questions. I organize this pretty well and just, you know, pat myself on the shoulder. Yeah, uh, whatever. All right.
1: <laughs> so, stroke your ego, stroke your ego. Uh,
0: I mean, whenever I can, I can. Um, <laughs> so, she asks, what's our favorite sports related movie?
1: You want to take the lead? I w- I'm interested to hear the- what you have to say.
0: You know, I might be a little bit biased. Okay but i feel like it might be major league for me. Yeah. or moneyball. That's mine. Moneyball is up there and like also to the sandlot. Like there's so many good ones. The sandlot's one
1: of my number one like all-time movies. Oh yeah. Like just i mean it's the sandlot. It's the sandlot. It's a, yeah. It's such a it's classic. classic. Yeah. But i think moneyball from an actual like film perspective oh, it was is
0: incredible. Like
1: it is borderline perfect.
0: Yeah. No, i agree it's it's one of the best movies just in general. I think, and if you've never seen it before, it's about. I mean, I, I get, <laughs> after
1: this podcast ends, turn it on. That's the.
0: If you're a sports fan, you have to watch it. I don't care if you if you're not really into baseball or anything like that. It just it. We always bash the A's and stuff, but during this time, like in two thousands, like early yeah, two thousands, two thousand
1: two is what it, the team was modeled was after. Year.
0: Yeah, um, just kind of. I mean, you had no money whatsoever. And they built this team. They go out, win twenty straight, losing the ALDS. Like, way to blow the fucking plot! Blow the plot!
1: It's about history. (laughs) Like, it is information that is out there. This is not some like (laughs) fictional movie. Like, it is based on true events. (laughs) Like, what do you mean blow the plot? I had
0: to say that though. That was that was.
1: There's no blowing the plot on this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think here's. You want to hear my bold take? Go for it. I think that truthfully. The best sports movies are baseball. Do you, Can you name one basketball one? Yes. What? I. Oh, uh, okay. Coach Carter. That's, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. All right. Coach Carter uh,
1: is like one of my favorite movies also. But like,
0: notice how all three of our ones that we were mentioning. We're
1: also baseball guys, man. No, I get it, but like. Like, don't give me. There's great football movies too. Remember the Titans? Okay. Yeah, like, that's Remember definitely among Titans, my top two. There. Like,
0: that's fair. Like that's, I ju- I just think that there's that baseball has I, a lot more.
1: See, I'm the opposite. I think the elite of baseball is at the top, but like general baseball movies, I'm like,
0: well, yeah, general eh. baseball movies, like sort of, I guess. Like how many good
1: baseball movies? Like there, there's they're there, right? But like Angels in
0: the Outfield, that's another good one,
1: right? Like Field of Dreams, Rookie of the Year, Rookie of the Year. Um, uh, just, the, there's Rookie. Was the who's also Twins? Good.
0: The kid became the twins manager.
1: Oh, don't do that to me.
0: I forget that one.
1: I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, I, I think we had a good combination of uh, a couple things. Yeah. I like don't... I
1: said, there's, there's good movies. all like It's so hard to pick one, but... Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Little Big League, by the way.
0: Little Big League, that's what it was, yeah. Um,
1: but, th- yeah, there are so many that, like...
0: Um, what was the, I was going to go on? Because you said uh, Little League... Uh, Oh, the, the bad one. Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. That's the okay. other one. Yep. That's, yeah.
1: The, well, yeah. There's so many good sports. Yeah. Like, And, of course, being a baseball, sports, all sports guys, we're, yeah. we're all obsessed right. with them. There's so there's good football movies out there, though. No, I agree. Like, remember the Titans is not the only one. Like, we're no, talking, I agree. Like, Friday Night Lights.
0: Yeah, Friday Night Lights. is Like,
1: a, I think that's an incredible you one. Hear,
0: you want to hear a bold take? Oh, God. I don't really care too much for Rudy.
1: Uh, no, I'm actually, like, it is bold, but I'm actually kind of with you. Like I think it's I a good movie. If it's you're a, a sports fan, you have to watch it. Right, but also I'm like,
0: meh. Most like, most sports movies aren't like a uh, coming of age either. If you th- really think about it, like,
1: eh, yeah, I, I don't know. Some of, I don't do you think.
0: Do you think? Bad News Bears? <laughs> no, coming of age. That's, or do you think? The Water Boys, the Coming of Age. No, I don't like <laughs> Water Boy. That's a good yeah. one. I love that movie. It's um, funny, but
1: it's also yeah. It's like you stupid.
0: know what's an uh, you know what's an underrated uh, sport that has a lot of decent movies. Let's hear it. Golf, mainly because in the funny aspect, though.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Happy like, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is like
0: Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has some top tier ones, but not <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think of a plethora of golf movies that I'm like, wow, I, like how enthralling.
0: <laughs> Dodgeball too.
1: Yeah, like, the, I mean, eh, sports movie, I guess, right? But, but you're, you're drawing the line. It's like, fun. Yeah. You're, you're really telling no, I'm the, just
0: That's such a... I, I quote that movie a lot in... Um, if you can dodge a wrench. you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And, then, yeah, that's bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if <laughs> plays <laughs> out. Like,
1: what? Yeah, dude, there's, like, there's so many that oh, are... Oh, yeah.
0: And it all depends on the categories. I can't believe we just randomly talked about... That for like five minutes there but oh well
1: i could literally talk about it oh forever. yeah not only am too. i a big sports guy but i'm a big movie guy
0: too so okay movie theater worker hey i just i just threw you under the bus there. yeah why do you
1: think i'm so tired man i've worked <laughs> yeah, until no like kidding. midnight 1 a.m the last two days only,
0: or twice a, in the last three days he on a grind though um gotta get my money yeah um I barely so get paid. last question to wrap it all up um your again your sister says who um I guess it was a little I worded it a little weirdly, but like what dream company or team would you want to work for?
1: So I'll I'll go first because I feel like mine's less interesting of the answers because if you don't know by now, play by play is my, my passion. That's where I want to be at the end. Um so without a doubt, I'd love to make it to Cleveland one day and be calling the guards in some capacity, whether it be radio or T V. And that's just like I mean, that's a dream come true, right? Like, hometown kid, hometown team, pair them up, and I get to, you know, live in what I consider to be my favorite city in the world just right. because it's home, <laughs> and just, like, enjoy it.
0: It's a shitty city, though.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me wrong, but, like, there's nothing like just being in downtown Cleveland as a Clevelander. Like, that is my... You don't even count. You're from Akron. Get out of here. But, like...
0: You're from Menor. I don't even want to hear it either. Huh? Yeah, that's considered, like, a Cleveland suburb. You're You're considered an Akron suburb. Uh, Okay, if you're going to look at it in that...
1: Like, Like, you would claim your big city to be Akron before you did Cleveland.
0: Okay, mm... Not necessarily, because if no one really knows Akron that well. The only reason why people will know Akron, Ohio is just because of LeBron James. I because get it. Because it's the rubber capital of the world. No, bullshit. It's <laughs> literally—but that's. But that's the thing. Like My parents would always say, like, we'd always say if it's someone that's not from Ohio, you know, like, where are you from? You'd always say the Cleveland area. But now, I mean, everyone kind of knows Akron, Ohio now. Yeah, you're from where Literally LeBron's just from, because right? of LeBron.
1: But Which I, is crazy, but I listen. Being in Cleveland is like a second home to me. Like no, being I downtown, agree. like just growing up and constantly being there. Like I just have a different connection to Cleveland. Where like I walk down there, and you know what? It might be a shitty city, but it's like the sense of it's my shitty city, right? Yeah, like it is. No, I I agree. I take a pride in being from
0: Cleveland. Like, why are we doing the podcast in the first place? Exactly, because like, we're
1: we love Cleveland sports. Like, yeah, there's just a different pride from Clevelanders, and. I'm not afraid to say that I fall under that category. That I view this city as an incredible city,
0: right? and, well, and we, I know we just bashed those fans recently too about like the on Twitter and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I'm,
1: but that's the beautiful thing about it—they're so passionate. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't want to go somewhere where it's like, you know, the, the fans like don't care,
0: right? Like that sucks. That's fair because I mean, there's other cities out there where it's just
1: it's less so. Like yeah. you think of your Californias, like LA.
0: Yeah, they don't care too much. Like, the general population aren't your sports people. They're the Rams, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about a dream company just yet, just with the way—it's a good personal question. I really like this one because I think right now the media landscape for sports is changing a little bit because your two primary ones were always— fox and espn where that's where you got your your talk shows and all of that stuff i don't know like where out what company i would want to work for because there's other companies that are popping up like peacock has a couple of new shows and stuff and then you know um roku has uh what's his name uh the oh I don't put me on the spot totally forgot his name there but another guy like it's Oh, Rich Eisen. It's the Rich, Rich Eisen show is on the Roku channel. So like I it, all these other ones are popping up. I think my overall goal is I've always said this from the start like ever since COVID my my dream has been to be the next better Colin Cowherd. Everyone bashes that dude for, you know, he you know, oh, he's you know, he doesn't like Cleveland. He doesn't like this to tell you the truth, this the dude has been saying so many factual things that people just don't want to hear for the longest time, in my opinion. And I know he's – because the thing is, my big problem that I have in the sports media field right now is there are so many guys and girls too, and, and they just play into – the bullshit of clicks. I have the biggest fucking problem with that.
1: Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharpe. I'm Skip not going to name I'm not, I'm not afraid names. to name them. Like,
0: I, I probably won't name names. I, uh,
1: listen, it's not even. a problem think sh- with those guys because I think they're incredible at what they do, and they do get the clicks. Yeah, it's just that's not my style. It's like it's not really both good of our good at What they do, they're yeah. really, really good at what they do. I
0: think Shannon Sharpe's not part of that conversation, in my opinion.
1: I think. He's on the show. Let's like say Max Kellerman is an apartment. Well, he's that. not
0: on the show anymore.
1: He has his own show, but like you are, as soon as you enter into those. No, no
0: Shannon Sharp.
1: Yeah. Well, I, well, they just broke up. But right. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> that's like, like, but weird term. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's just like I, if you're on that show, you fall into I that think category he was the category because you're into it.
0: If we're okay, okay, you want to hear my thoughts on all that one? I think he was one of the true ones where he kind of settled, skip down. And made him put it in perspective because if you look at some of Skip's takes from his past, oh my lord, dude, the Johnny Manziel being bigger than LeBron James? Oh, don't even get me started bullshit. on stuff like that, man. But like,
1: like, I like that's why I say it's not my style because no, it's, 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 it's the ne- clicks.
0: None none of that stuff is my style. And the thing is, the with, guys
1: talk in absolutes, right? Like they're like, oh, Johnny Manziel bigger than the biggest athlete to come out since Michael Jordan? Like,
0: no. Yeah, and, and it's just I, I don't I don't buy that. And when you watch Colin Cowherd, he never really does that. He never has one of those big things where it's just like – because, I mean, you know what? I'll give him credit. Baker Mayfield, he said he shouldn't have been the one, number one overall pick. But the thing – he did take it a little bit too far in that extent. He was saying all this stuff about how he wasn't even on his draft board and stuff. I want to draft him. But, I mean, he was right to the extent that he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. Probably. Uh,
1: Coward's a guy who, again, I don't love, but it's also a guy who I absolutely respect in this space.
0: Oh, I respect him a ton.
1: And I think that's a big thing. Like, I don't have to love everybody in this space, right? Like, I don't have to love everybody in sports talk. I don't have to love every broadcaster. But, like, guys demand respect. Coward, one of them, sticks to his takes. No, he does. And, like, he's not afraid to be like, go against the grain and be like, this is my take, I'm sticking to it. And he'll admit when he's wrong.
0: Yeah. And I think... You want to know an underrated one too? Let's hear it. That I think that it's absolute bullshit that she doesn't have her own show, show now. I think Joy Taylor is probably one of the most underrated sports media personnel out there because I. The thing is with her, she spent a lot of time with Colin because yeah. she was on she was on the call on the herd with Joy Taylor. Like she. I think she picked up a lot of his tendencies from it too. You can definitely tell with the way she processes things and spits it out basically. And the, she takes out the bullshit. She doesn't d- doesn't do any of the clicks bullshit like that, but There's I mean, no
1: way to become great than to learn and be under somebody who is great.
0: Right. And that's the thing where it's just with her, I think what differs from Colin in her aspect is she has a more modern take on a lot of things, which 100%. is going to help her big time in the future because she's a lot younger than Colin is. And I, I don't know. I just, I've just i been saying that one for a while where it's just like I, I enjoy watching Joy Taylor. I think she knows how to express her views and opinions. And I, I just think that she's going to be, again, one of those things where Fox has to like, Give her her own show at some point, or at least someone. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's her goal—is to have her own show and stuff. But like, I've seen her take over, Colin's show at some points, and like, she's done an amazing job.
1: And that's also like, she provides a perspective that we don't have in sports, which right. is the women's perspective. Yes,
0: I agree, and that's the other thing too, where it's just like, like our field right now has it lacks it's male
1: dominated and it's, it always has been and you're starting to see a shift in it more now than ever are. but it, it is still male dominated and there there's a lot of times where it's not necessarily like like I, I don't agree just hiring for diversity in general right like you shouldn't just fit a demographic like people should deserve their jobs but there are absolutely women out there who are more knowledgeable than the men in the field who should be in that job without a doubt
0: i agree and the thing and is and she's one of them yes she I think she's kind of leading that charge of women in sports, and I am. I don't. I think it. Sometimes people make it political. And but I, like, that's I what I'm saying. That's it's, what I, it's, like, it's, it's, it's not political bullshit. Like I am like very women in sports. Like I, I'm trying to like get that moving and stuff. Like I'm in full support of it.
1: That's that's what I'm saying with my statement. Like I don't agree hiring. Like if you're just gonna. You know, hire a woman just to be like, oh, look at like, you know, fit the style better. Right. No, I think the best people out there should have the jobs. And in more cases than there are right now, there are women.
0: Right. And I think there's fit it better. There, there are some personnel that are on the come up as well, too. A yeah, 100%. But and, and it is a good thing that it at least is being recognized. And it's more of now we're starting to take more action in that sense. But
1: yeah, it's it stopped being like a gatekeeping job. Like it it has been in the past.
0: So basically to sum up my answer on that one, I would say just have my own show at a very prominent network at the time. Um I don't I wouldn't I don't mind the idea of working for myself either. But the thing is like I know me personally, I like to have a lot of structure in my life and I think if I worked for a different like a company and have that kind of structure And not just me saying, like, I could definitely do it by myself, but because I know how I am an ambitious kid, you know, we're doing this podcast by ourselves, you know, but the thing is like, I enjoy it when I have like a a standard that I have to be set because I, it's not, the difference would be become like, okay, it's my standard if it was on my own, but if I'm with a different company, like I have to meet their standard. And it pushes me to work a lot harder, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Like, yeah, yeah, we do this on our own, but it's also like, you know, it's our thing. We can lay back, kind of do what we need to do on our own times where- Because I mean, we have
0: lives too, like outside of this as well.
1: And there's things to achieve when you're working under like a company too. Like there's,
0: You have to meet a certain quota and stuff.
1: Yeah. They stop you from becoming lazy. Yeah. And just falling into a routine. They really do. If you, if you work for a good company, that's what they do. Yeah. They push you. And I think that's a really great thing to have. I, I, in addition to my answer, I said being a Guardians, I'd also work for any national broadcasting chain. Like, yeah. if you're calling national games, you've made it big, right? Like,
0: right. That's you. think
1: you're Jim Nance, you're Kevin Harlan's, like, yeah. Al Michaels, all those. Like, Oh, totally. <laughs> national chains. I and agree. those are the big names.
0: Yep. Yep. So that'll wrap up this uh, episode of Mistake by the Take. You got anything else to. Clock in before uh, we check off.
1: No, not really. I would just say, uh, you know, always stay tuned to the socials as we do. Yeah, all the time. MBTT Pod on Twitter. Mistake by the take on Instagram. Uh, I think we're we're pressing to kind of figure those out a little bit more and kind of get our, more of our flow going with those as well. So
0: yeah, and it it's hard right now too because we're both working trying to because we're broke college students you know we want to have the podcast and stuff but we also have to make money at some point too and i mean i'm working a bunch of oddball jobs right now and and on top of an internship so it's kind of just it's all wonky and stuff but either way um we'll make it work because we enjoy doing it and eventually this could become something as well too but in the meantime you know it's fun it's fun just that's why we do it right, and we do it for you guys too. That's yeah. the other thing, you know. You guys seem to enjoy it. Um, and the other thing too is like if you if you do enjoy it, like pass it along to other people too. We, Absolutely, we greatly appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got nothing else. Tune in Friday, uh, probably talking guards. It's most likely guards. Um, I know it feels like I say it every week, but we keep like coming up with new ideas and stuff, but um. It, Interview's coming up soon. We got a couple guys that we have on, on our mind. But, yeah, no. So um, that's that'll wrap it up for this episode of Mistake by the Take. Thank you guys, again, so much for all the questions and all the support in general, too. We greatly appreciate it. Um, closing remarks?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, echo what you said. Great questions by everybody. If we didn't get yours, you know, we apologize, can't get to them all. But, right.
0: We'll uh, do this in the future, too, so don't worry.
1: Yeah, I would also say stay tuned. We might be just doing it in general a little bit more, or if you hit the comment section with anything you have, there's a chance a question that you have makes it into an episode at any time.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, thanks again. Uh, stay tuned for Friday's episode. Peace. See you.